0: Sal gumbo podcast i'm james lewis from simply serpents
1: and i'm carly jones from my living room
0: each week we will discuss what's happening in herpeticulture, culture on social media youtube and even on other podcasts
1: we will share our opinions and thoughts on current events as well as the opinions of you the listener
0: make sure to check out our facebook and instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking
1: then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on our podcast
0: so sit back and relax Here's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. This is episode six. We made it to six episodes.
1: With April.
0: With April. We're not there yet. Just skipping ahead. Yeah, well. You (laughs) you do that. Every episode, you're like, I'm going to jump to who the other good co-host is.
1: Dude, well, every podcast we don't need to say like "Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast." B- yes, you do because we yeah, are the intro. No, yes. no, yes, because did. the intro. No, no, the intro tells no. you who you are
0: and who I am. I can still welcome people.
1: No, the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm a so southern very, gentleman. Net, that, can I finish the no. first line of of the of the intro? Says "Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast," and you know how I feel about people repeating themselves. You do introduce
2: yourself. You introduce yourself, and then she introduces herself. You could just say like
1: hey welcome this
0: is episode or like, welcome to episode seven exactly like fuck yeah. y'all it's episode
1: yeah. six well okay. fucking april you just cut out
0: all of this beforehand out oh no this not getting cut out
1: this this part's <laughs> staying in yeah <laughs> people are gonna realize how rude carly is to me god I'm but sorry. i backed her so, so i guess i am
0: so too. rude so I, this, like i said before i was rudely interrupted this is episode <laughs> six and i was it's going
2: april. shut the hell
0: up Oh god! I was gonna say every episode, I'm amazed that we're still doing this, but but there may not be an episode seven. (laughs) It may become a solo show.
1: That's just sad. (laughs) I still listen. I still listen to you, buddy.
0: It it can't be a solo show because I'm not gonna make fun of myself for two hours.
1: (laughs) I feel like so. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, "God damn it! I'm like the Meg." (laughs) Meg.
0: Meg. (laughs) Meg,
2: where, where do you even come to that conclusion? Like, really? Though I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I am always amazed. Meg is not like that horribly ugly. On the by the way, if no one knows what we're talking about, one, you suck. It's Family Guy. Oh my uh. god! But she's not horribly ugly. But they treat her. I mean, Chris is a big fat slob, and they love him. <laughs> but they treat Meg like shit. Just, uh. just my two cents on on Family Guy. I know you tune into the Reptile Gumbo podcast to hear about Family Guy reviews. <laughs>
1: Oh, shall we press on?
0: Okay, so before <laughs> before my partner decided to blow her load, uh, <laughs> we do have April Justine on uh, from... I'll let, you go ahead, I'll let you introduce yourself.
2: All right, hello. I am April Justine from Designer Exotics. And I mostly breed short tails, but apparently, um, as it has been pointed out to me, I have a mix of a lot of things.
0: <laughs> if you want to listen to an interview about her, you can go to last week's episode of the Herpeticulture Podcast with Jake and Justin. She did that. I listened to it, yep. and then I stole her and made her our co-host for the week. <laughs> yep,
1: it was stole it. it was. A, I really hope people who haven't listened to it go and listen to it because it was it was awesome. and, I, it, and if you I,
0: haven't listened to it, what the hell are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Oh,
0: so before we get to some of the other like social media stuff, I do want to again like every week go ahead and go over our. Facebook page, you put up two polls. I was quite amazed uh, that you actually did anything on the Facebook page.
1: I I had a moment <laughs> of inspiration. I know because those
0: polls were like back to back. You were like, "Hey people, I have two questions."
1: Ask two. Ask. I was like, "Yeah, we're doing this." Yeah, I threw one up, and I was like, "You know what? That makes me have another question. Do you do you want me to uh, go over really quick?" Oh, oh
0: yes, I- they're yours. I'm going to let you do this. <laughs> okay.
1: It was because I knew we were having April on, who's a breeder. And I just asked uh, in the first one, have you, for keepers, have you ever taken your keeping adventure to the next level with a breeding project? What was the first species you decided to produce and why? Was it successful? And I also asked, like, if myself, if you don't ever plan on breeding, what's your reasoning? Um, and I said, have a good weekend, everybody, all y'all. Let's see, uh, 13 votes. There we go. Sorry, I never do this on desktop. So we got some yeses and two noes, Ryan and Darren, and I bet you it was Ryan it's no, yeah, he hasn't bred yet and Darren I think he goes into
0: Okay, so since so that's super confusing, 85% <laughs> said yes, 15% said no. And that and now we have the numbers.
1: I Jesus, this is so strange for me to be on Facebook on a desktop. Sorry, I'm still like on the fucking like, Okay. That, that's um, how I know
0: you're millennial. Computers confuse
1: you. <laughs> I don't know what the cutoff for a millennial is. I was born in 92, so I guess. God, you're just, young. The baby.
2: I think that's if, like, if you're 35 right now this year, you're still considered a millennial.
0: I disagree. I'm 35 this year, and I refuse to be a millennial.
2: I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you are one because <laughs> I am, and I think it's one year older than me. One of us.
0: I refuse.
2: Uh, so does Owen, but I, that's I, I don't, not saving you. I don't tend
0: to take pictures of my food and post it online. So I think I'm not. <laughs> oh, a I, one I, I
2: used to a lot, <laughs> but I don't anymore. Now it's just I, snakes and cloaca pictures. <laughs>
0: cl- go post all those cloaca pics.
2: <laughs> yeah. I've never done that once in my life.
1: Taking a picture of of, of food and post. But
0: have you ever taken a picture of a cloaca?
1: I have taken a few fair shares. Actually, I was thinking about that the other day. And uh, dude, I know ball pythons don't hold on to their shit as much as bloods and you know showtales. but dude, like baby got back. Like I remember, <laughs> like, I remember. I need took, some more
0: roughage um, in their diet.
1: I, I took a bunch, a couple pictures of uh, Jubilee when she was like days away of shitting, and and yeah, it was all just right. It was all just like right right up there but anyway right. are you still
0: at that point in keeping where you pay attention to when your snake shit
1: i know like i mean i fish it out when i see it well, oh okay. yeah, no, like, that's cute I, I don't, man,
0: like we listen to folks like they know like however many days and then they know them when they shit and they they know the like the one that kills me is they know how much their snake weighs at any minute of the day Oh I, my God. I can't tell you how much a single one of my snakes weighs.
2: What kills yeah, me I, is when they ask for short tails weight and I'm like, okay, for one, we do this in pounds. <laughs> we don't do this in grams. Yeah. And and two, I don't really go by that. I go by age and body composition. So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, well,
0: Samboa's, I'm like, yeah, no, it's it's big enough to breed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I know that's technically like somewhere over 300 grams, but I can just look at them and go,
2: yeah, that's yeah good. That, that one mm-hmm. can breed
0: this year. Alright, so speaking of breeding, we'll get back to your poll about breeding.
1: Yeah, I want... Did you have something to say about breeding?
0: I have tons to say about breeding. But it was your question, so I was going to let you uh, stumble through it and then let it that out.
1: Oh, you wanted wanted me to go back to the poll. I thought you had something to... Okay, sorry. (laughs) Carly,
0: Carly, I need you to work the poll.
1: Okay, I can do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to get us a lot more listens. I'm telling you right now, they're going to want a video.
2: I legit have a pole in my snake room, and I try when I'm doing like like videos and live feeds and stuff. I try to angle the, Dude. the camera so you can't see it, so I don't get too much shit about it. But
0: yeah. so now and everybody knows. Now it. Now
2: everyone knows she
0: practices holding snakes and stripping in her hey, snake bro. room.
2: April, hey, I know um, you
1: look <laughs> that thing up from time to time, right? Know, so. I'm no comment, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to that. gut. God- Hot damn pole. Alright. Is it so, Did yes. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to okay, so Darren uh Darren Watson, he answered no. His explanation is simple. I'm a chef. I work sixty to eighty plus hours a week. I need pets that don't require a lot of attention. Currently owns a ball python and a blood um Yeah for blood. Hell yeah. <laughs> and ball pythons. Fuck yeah. Um for oh, me fuck the concern.
0: No. Wait, what? <laughs>
1: For me, the concerns of hatching a clutch is frightening in itself. And I feel that hard then to add to the stress of getting hatchlings to feed. is isn't worth it. Uh, so that's,
2: that's, I all. appreciate that yeah. a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah.
1: Well, I, think, yeah that's-
0: I think many of us start out not, oh, I say many of us, I think nowadays with the way that uh, owning snakes and breeding is gone, there are a lot of folks that get into it going, I'm going to breed snakes. But I think a lot of us start out with, I just, this is a cool pet. And then we realize, oh, shit, people breed these things. That looks fun. And then it goes from there.
2: Yeah, that's 100% how Terrell and I started. Um, I had my first snake when I was 15, which was my very first corn snake, who I have grandbabies from now, which is very exciting.
1: That's awesome. I
2: know. That was like my, well, my first breeding project, that was it. So that has to do with this poll. And...
0: Look at you working the pole.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but so uh, my train of thought just got lost because
0: of that. Derailed.
2: Yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> Jody, um, I don't.
0: People screaming, Mine. small children oh being flung God. from the train. Look at Ooh, that train of thought. There oh, I went. So, by the way, people don't realize April and I are actually in the same room recording this one. Carly's yes. not cool enough to be here with us. Of course. Uh, we, we've got a reptile show tomorrow in New Orleans. Uh, Super excited. So, so, we're actually together and making fun of Carly. But she can't see it. So, I I, I responded, moving on, I'm going to work the poll now. Yes, work it. All right. So, I responded that my first snake was my rainbow boa that I still have. He's okay. like, yeah, yeah. like 17 years old, 18 years old. Uh, and I got him as a pet. And then a few years later, I bought a female and I bred my rainbow boas in 2007. And I haven't really, for me, breeding was just like, I would do it here or there. And so I've had a handful of litters. It's not until, you know, this past couple of years where it's been, all right, I'm going to have a litter each year. I'm going to have something breeding each year. But I think, like I said, I think most people don't get into breed, don't get into snakes for breeding. They get into snakes, think they're cool. And then we realize we go to a reptile show and we see all these other babies on tables and go, Hey, I want to do that. Unless you are Carly, and then you own five random snakes, which is cool. I said I tell I you before, and I think that it's cool that you know where you want to be in the hobby. I think.
1: Well, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well,
0: I was going to say. I think too many people try and try and breed when they just probably
2: need to own snakes as a pet. And what a great point too that he made is that there are consequences to breeding like if your female gets egg bound like there is a good chance that she's not going to make it
0: yeah well they say on Riley python radio all the time that the worst thing you can ever do for your snake is breed your snake which is true i mean we, we put them in in harm's way when we do that we know that there's a possibility they could die we know it shortens their life usually and so i think like what you're doing carly is awesome you've got your pets they're your pets and down the road who knows you may decide you want to breed something but yeah. right now, you're not there.
1: Well, and likewise, like I really appreciate the breeders who do it right because you guys love your snake. You love your snakes so much. You guys love your snakes as much as I love mine, because I wouldn't be here. Well, I, I wouldn't have my animals if it weren't for people like you guys. So I just, I truly appreciate the whole breeding process. And it is, it is incredible. Like James, you wrote in your comment, let's see, where is it? Uh, I just love the whole process of breeding and the Christmas morning, like excitement every time a litter is born. And I'm sure that I would just be ecstatic if I ever brought more little lives into the world, like in in the form of a reptile, not well, a child.
0: It's, I've had litters of like just regular, I say regular, but just rainbow bows, no morphs. That was super exciting. I've had litters of boas that were morphed. That was super exciting. Sand boas, either way. To me, just opening a tub and finding babies is amazing. Now, I've got several sand boas now that are three or four gene animals that I've bred together, and I'm looking forward to that opening a tub and seeing, you know, 13 or 14 completely different things in there. And so that's kind of fun. But there's a lot of fun, and I enjoy the genetics part of breeding. I enjoy the idea of, okay, if I mix this with this, I can make this. And so I know, like, April, you do that, because your big thing is the T-negatives.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so you've mixed that into some other stuff.
2: Yeah, so with the blood python specifically, I focus on the T-negative albinos. I know a lot of people don't like the T-negatives, and I like the T-positive, but I don't care. I'm team T-negative. Anyway, I've kind of put that into basically every blood python morph that there is, um, and then when it comes to, like, the other short tails, it's more selective breeding and not so much, you know, getting morphs in it and whatnot, um, but I'm still also selectively breeding for color saturation. Like, I want it to be the reddest and the crispest, you know, pattern and all that, so, you know, there's there's levels, I guess, you know? But even though that the day that your first snake, you know, pips through the egg, because I don't do boas, so the whole litter thing is beyond me. You're, you're That's too much.
0: I let the mom take care of all the work, and I just take all the reward at the end.
2: It's so cute, though, when their head comes up, and then you see bubbles, Aww. and then you look at them, and then their head pops back in the egg, and they just Aww. sit there for a little bit. It's just adorable. Yeah,
0: no, I just get a nasty, uh, gooey mess of babies wiggling around in afterbirth. It's amazing.
1: I heard
2: it's really smelly. They're like little it's- aliens <laughs> just like
1: bursting from chest cavities that is the embryonic sac. You made it weird. Um, we had a bunch of good. Actually, now that I'm rereading them, we had. Well, I like, oh, when I talked
0: about embryonic. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Sean Gray's. Our it was our our guest goes from last week. I liked his though. He talked about you know when he was seven or eight, he had kept a noles. No no intention of breeding them. Kept them, and then obviously they bred and had babies, um, and then that led to later on in life him really having a huge leopard gecko breeding collection. And then he realized that that was not the direction he wanted to go in. and He backed from that. So I mean, it's one of the things I think a lot of us in the hobby have started very strong and maybe too strong, get a lot, and then we're like, we're gonna breed this, we're gonna keep all this, and then we realize, oh crap, this is this isn't as much fun anymore, and we reel it back some. So I'm always very, and I said it before, I'm always very uh, impressed by someone like Justin Gibilka who can have that many snakes and, and still enjoy it. Granted, I mean, he's got, I don't know how many employees to help him, but that many animals can be overwhelming very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, it's
0: admirable. I mean, because people always, I don't know, people always people talk about breeding and that they're going to make lots of money. One, if, you, if you're getting into breeding snakes to make lots of money, that's I think probably again, not, <laughs> not going to happen. Only a, <laughs> only a handful of folks make a true living at this.
2: I mean, you absolutely can, but if you, like when we went to Florida, I actually visited someone that has it as a business. And when you compare business to other people that breed, it is, it is you know, apples to oranges on what they look at, what, you know, the statistics that they do, the data that they collect. It's, it's actually, frankly, mind blowing how much they do on that side of things. And if you're in the hobby and it's more of a passion, I, I think there's, poss- it's possible that you kind of have a gap in, in what you should be doing to have that business mindset, Um, and, and so it's very hard to, to make it a true, you know, business and, and make a lot of money doing that. I mean, some people can, but it's, it's difficult.
0: Well, I think people walk in, like we're here for a reptile show this weekend. I think someone walks into our reptile show and sees all these breeders with all these snakes on the table. And their first thought is look at all the money these people are going to make selling these animals. And they don't realize that some of these people are holding onto these animals for a year or more trying to sell them. Or some of these people are going to. Have held on it for a year, and now they're gonna have to wholesale the whole litter for way cheaper than they want to just because they can't keep them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's the people only see the positive, which is there's a lot of them, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But you do need to weigh out some of the drawbacks when it comes to thinking of getting into breeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you wanted to add, Carla?
1: Honestly, you you wrapped it up so nicely and tied it with a bowl for me. I was, I was, you didn't see me, but I was just like nodding, just like, mm-hmm. oh, yep. I.
0: I know, I know, I know how to work that poll. <laughs> Speaking of but, the poll, there's another poll that we need to work.
1: Yeah, let me scroll up. This, this is Let's one see.
0: that this is one that April can talk about because I have, well, I have only one experience with this, and it went horribly wrong.
1: I want to hear about that. Okay, oh. so here
0: I'll read the poll. The poll okay, was: Breeders, do you choose to pip your eggs? Why and when do you decide to or not to pip? Have you had any positive or negative experiences with either practice? I'd love to learn from you guys firsthand. And that was from you because for some reason you decided to do work one day. Way to go, by the way. Two polls in one day. That's amazing. Heck yeah. So <laughs> I, I say that now to be like three weeks without anything.
1: <laughs> but, I, I actually have um, in my phone, I started thinking of polls to uh, – asked like preemptively so now i have a little little uh notepad full of like i think i got like five or six questions in there so i'm not, I I'm should, not gonna I know sh- what
0: you do when you start coming to these podcasts prepared
1: uh, oh yeah <laughs> how do we raz on carly she's actually got her shit together
0: <laughs> oh no i'll okay. find i'll find a way to make fun of you it's cool yeah
1: so yeah. My, anyway, only,
0: I, my only I, experience uh, uh, my uh, 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 uh,
1: Well, I just wanted to say, dude, like, if you weren't making fun of me, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Like, what have you done with James? Where's my friend, you fucking animal?
0: So my only experience with pipping an egg was I bred a uh, jag carpet to a jungle and got one good egg. And then at day, I don't know, like day 55 or something. The egg started to look fairly dry, even though there was tons of moisture in the box. Uh, it started to sink in a lot. And I just, I really started to feel like the egg had, had gone. It wasn't any good. I mean, it had sunken in a ton. So, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and cut it open. And I cut it open too much. And there was a baby in there that needed probably about another week. And then it, it would have been good. It would have been, it was the only egg I had. It was the only time I've ever, well i back. I think I, I did have some uh, corn snakes. Years ago, but I didn't cut any of those. Those all came out of their own. Uh, so, again, I normally deal with boas. The moms do all the work. I take all the reward. It works out great. I like that process.
2: Did you happen to like cut through the veins? Is that? Oh,
0: I I, I mutilated the egg. Too oh, okay, okay. Much. okay. I mean, I I, I I covered it back up and put it back in there for a day or two just to see if it would. But no, I I did too much because I really thought I thought the egg was. I mean, it, it wasn't just like dimpled. It had
2: sunk, it sunk totally. in totally. Yeah, no, I, yeah,
0: and so. That was my one experience. Now I just deal with walking in and finding a big old slimy pile of babies, and <laughs> and that works for me.
1: Cool. How many um, species of boa have you bred? Then
0: I've bred rosy boas. I've bred Kenyan sand boas. And I've bred Colombian boas and rainbow boas, Brazilian cool. rainbow boas.
1: Cool, cool. All right.
0: All right. So I will let April talk about because you you actually deal with eggs.
2: Yes, I do deal with eggs. My first experience with cutting eggs um I thought it was the norm actually right because I watched you know YouTube well, every, videos every, every YouTube
0: videos Exactly.
2: Exactly. So I thought it was normal um but then when I actually had my own clutch of eggs I, I knew better and was going to let them do it on their own and I say was going to let them do it on their own because I incubate at a lower temperature um I instead of incubating at 89 I incubate at like 85 and a half 86 with that it's going to take longer than 60 days so this was my first blood python clutch it was my t-negative matrix that I did two almost three years ago now and so I started freaking out it was like day 66 I'm like oh my gosh they're all dead what's going on and I'm freaking out and like sweating bullets so I'm like okay I'm gonna cut one so I cut it but I made sure like they have the eggshell and then you have like the layer of all the veins there yeah. So you can even take um, the flashlight and like candle it and see where the veins are at. And you can kind of make sure you cut, you know, very surface level. So you don't hit any of those veins just to see what's in there. Um, so I did that with one of them. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to tell you what I named this snake. <laughs> I named it Brewer because I cut the egg and <laughs> did it early. <laughs> so is <laughs> But I didn't stick my finger in it and take it out. I just looked at oh, it. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> you you,
0: you did finger the egg and molest no. the egg?
2: No, I did not. I just looked at it. I, um,
0: I, I do want to hit like, if you were to watch YouTube, according to YouTube, you just cut the egg open and you shove your finger in there and you pull, pull snakes snake out. out. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I won't say exactly what her name of her snake meant for those who don't realize it, but there are some fairly famous people on YouTube who like to molest their eggs. Um. My problem, I guess, is I, I I live in that whole world of either you figure it out or you die,
2: and that's where I'm at now.
0: That's how I am with feeding. Like I don't I don't force feed stuff.
2: And I, I did guess, and then it died the next week. So I'm like, that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember
1: you talked about yeah, that. I was I'm like, like what, what the, the heck? And that's I, especially after like putting in that effort and then going through, you know, still like the disappointment yeah. and the heartache of losing it anyways.
2: That does, doesn't <laughs> happen all the time though, because you can assist feed and then they take off and they're great, you know, but just sometimes it, they're literally don't have it in them to survive. And that's, that's okay.
0: Well, and I get it with some species. I get, there are some species out there that are fairly, fairly new to the hobby. You know, they've only been here a couple of generations. Um, and most of them are not naturally mouse eaters. And we're like, well, no, you need to eat a mouse because that's what we feed you. And so I get that. but Like I'm breeding Samboas. And my idea is that if I have a Sambo that doesn't want to eat, I don't want to force it to eat, and then it does survive, and it does go on, and then someone buys that, and then they breed it. Because I fully feel that feeding response is an inheritable trait. I I feel like that is one. I feel like uh, personality is an inheritable trait. That's why you see, like, so you do blood pythons. Mm -hmm. Blood pythons, historically, are not nice. They like to bite. But... I think in the last 10 years, you see a lot more of them that people can hold that aren't biting their face off.
2: I'm going to start doing data on that actually. And I have like some snakes that when they were younger, they were really feisty and sassy. And as they've gotten older, specifically the short tails, as they've gotten older, they've worked it out. But then I've bred those snakes and their babies are total assholes and dickheads. So I'm, and not all of them, but like a good enough. So I I think I'm going to start actually doing data on that and see, and see if, you actually can breed it out of them.
0: I mean, cause like, well, I was listening to NPR earlier and they had Garrett Hartle on.
2: Yeah. They talked about that. And they talked
0: about retics, you know, cause I remember growing up retics were evil. That was mm-hmm. the whole idea that retics would, would try and kill you. They were evil. They bit all the time. But now you watch people with these retics and they're like puppy dogs, just giant puppy dogs that kids are holding on to. Um, but I mean, it's generations and generations of breeding them in captivity. That's, that's very far removed from a wild animal but you see some of these other ones that are uh, just a couple generations in from wild caught and they're still pretty nippy. And so I don't know. I, like I said, going back to the feeding and all, I think, I don't want to pass on weaker genes, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuss at somebody or or calling by names for, for doing it. I mean, if you want to take the time to, to assist feed, then more power to you. I know like some of the green tree guys have to do it. Um, and so I said, some of the people that have those snakes that naturally eat lizards or some of the other things, they kind of have to do it to try and get them onto mice, but it's not for me. And so that's where I go with like the pipping the eggs, which is where we started. I'd prefer not to do it, but I get it. If, if Unfortunately, I see both sides. Like if you have snakes that are $2,000, $3,000 snakes, and I don't want to belittle a snake by putting a monetary value on it. But Come on, we, we put monetary values on snakes. That's, that's the hobby. I get you trying to recoup a, a recoup a $3,000 investment by not letting a snake drown in the egg when you could have just cut it and taken it out of the egg.
2: I had that happen to me too. It was the first one that pipped on this clutch that had the T-007. So this was like a key clutch for me. And it pipped, it came out, and then it went back in and it died. So I was Aww. like, okay. But that clutch, I mean, I've talked about this before, but I had mold go through all my eggs basically and lost probably two thirds of the eggs I had and um after it was probably like sometimes so the snakes will pip and then it can take a couple days for all of them to come out and even after that occurred i still had maybe four or five eggs that were doing nothing but they didn't you know look bad nothing was smelling you know they looked fine so i went and i cut it and then you can kind of do a poke test and nothing moved i knew you know or it's really discolored or you know pale looking so i dissected them open and They would have been cool snakes, but they definitely died probably a week prior. Well, I know a
0: couple of the responses to your poll, Carly, said that they will cut after the first one pips. Yeah. So, they know the first one is basically done cooking, and it's ready, and the other ones Mm. should technically be ready, Mm -hmm. and then they'll cut.
1: Okay, and I just wanted to, like – I know – someone on some podcast has t- has talked about it i it was probably npr i actually i know it was npr um on a previous episode they talked about the difference between pipping and cutting i just
2: yes cutting
1: that huge window I, okay
0: well cutting the uh-huh. huge window and and fingering your egg
2: well is... okay even cutting no, the huge window isn't necessary no, that, it's just that
1: it's, if that's they don't have an about. egg
2: tooth and they can't get themselves out, if you just cut a little sliver, then they can get themselves out and breathe and they won't drown in the egg. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's not, you know, taking a hacksaw and cutting half of it open.
1: That is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like, I mean, obviously we, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's mostly universal, mostly <laughs> with uh, our audience. I would think that, you know, scooping a baby out of the egg um, before it's come out on his own is a big no-no. Uh,
0: can you guys hear us back? In case anybody's wondering what that noise is in the background, that is Carly's. Well, not her cat. That is Nick's cat yeah. screaming
1: Nick. Nick, because Nick just <laughs> Nick just got home from work. But yeah, I and I get it. Like uh, people are excited to see what they have, but just just wait, just wait. Like all you need is the tiniest. You, you just I don't know. I just um and I feel hesitant and kind of sheepish to throw my opinion out there because i've never its i don't i don't know what it's like and i i'm very conscious of that and aware that i i don't know my opinion is just i don't know i i just like i enjoy seeing like videos about people getting a clutch from so and so from this snake and this snake but i get a little bristled when i see um and I don't, obviously, I don't, like, leave a shitty-ass comment. I just kind of, because I have the capacity of, of a 27-year-old to just, like, scroll on by. No, or No,
0: no, it's the internet. You're supposed to comment on everything. Yeah, and if like, it offends you, you're supposed to let everyone know. Let
1: everybody know. Um, but when they cut this big, like, crescent moon and pull the flap back. And, yeah, you're not, like, fingering the egg and, like, finger-fucking the egg and, like, fishing the, the snake out. But, um... I don't know. I just think it's a little unnecessary, and I get it. It's exciting to see what you have to show The old, prax- show the old practice like, I of I can't believe I finally fucking hit it. And I, but
0: it's the old practice of finger fucking um, the egg.
1: Um. But yeah, I just I think it would still be cool if you showed what you got. If you got footage of the baby coming out of the egg, or maybe the baby like fully out of the egg just be like holy sh-, i don't know
2: because it's so adorable let me do. yeah you. <laughs> yeah and, and i don't know you,
1: like april you can you can weigh in on this like am i like because you um breed animals that that uh lay eggs it are you just so excited to see what you've got that you're just like oh what if i just you know cut like this and i just keep inside or are you totally cool with just waiting
2: i'm cool with waiting um like I said, with the first clutch that I had, it's more of like a nervousness that something went wrong mm-hmm. and that I have to check to make sure they're okay. But now, yeah. now I'm at the point, you know, like James is where it's just, let it be. If it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's, you know, that's fine. That That's how I'm just going to leave it. I, and
1: I, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, and that comes with experience. Like that kind of, like when we were talking about like, you know, people who keep track of like weights and poops and stuff, I did that. For, I, I think I stopped weighing my snakes like I don't know when I think maybe, it was within maybe like a year I was just like wait because you know people would talk about like how to get an accurate weight on your snake like take it right after they shit and I don't know I was just kind of like wait why am I doing this again <laughs> I'm not trying to knock people who like actually do if they're like uh, if it's important for you know making sure like every, a, an animal is growing no I'm
0: sorry I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and knock them Okay. Don't, don't weigh your snakes.
2: One really cool thing, though, of someone that I know has weighed their snakes, and this is someone that had the same collection I went to in Florida. They take so much data, and they can tell you um, the difference between the Freedom Breeder rack and the Vision rack and which one of those racks actually produces faster growth for an animal. Because what? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That <laughs> um, is crazy. Yeah, so... And I'm, I'm not even gonna say I'm not gonna promote which company it was, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. But you I, I will say
0: the one thing I have seen about weight, uh, Warren Treasure wrote in the Sambo book that and I forget the the equivalent, but there's a certain amount of weight to baby ratio that they kind of figured out. Like if it weighs a certain amount, you tend to get this number of babies for this this weight.
1: Yeah, dude, I don't think you should be telling people to not weigh their snakes. Like, if people want to weigh their snakes, they, can, like, you know, it's not hurting anything. Like,
0: hey, 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 you know what? Don't weigh your snakes.
1: Oh, my God, you're a big dumb bitch. <laughs> like, I just, but- I don't,
0: I'm not going to lie. I have weighed snakes before. But, like you said, there's certain things that come with experience. And I can now, like I said, I can now look at a snake and go, yeah, this one's ready to breed. And I get it if it's your first. I understand people are going to do it. But. I just, like
1: that is the least that we have to worry I, about. I don't. You know?
0: I don't know the last time I ever tracked when my snake pooped. my My only thought when I walk in in the room and see snake poop is going, ah, shit! I gotta clean that cage.
1: I uh, like seeing other people's record cards. Um, of I don't know, it's kind of cool seeing other people like know if snakes have a pattern. Like, oh, this animal always, always, always poops three days after it eats, or six days after, you know, whatever. That's kind of interesting. But I just I don't.
0: I, I'm not anal retentive enough. I don't. I don't have uh, the attention to detail to keep up with that. Uh, it, it loses fun. I get that some people enjoy having data, and so like, they they want that. But at that point, it loses fun for me. Cause I hate math, and that's too much like math. And
1: that's and that's cool about this. Like you can you can make this as you know data heavy as you want, or you can just fucking you know do your thing. You know, I don't know, but it's cool. You can get as techie or no, no, excuse me, not yeah. techie. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And um, I want to start seeing to the patterns in my snakes. I want to see what female produces babies that grow faster. You know, I want to <laughs> see what female, you know, produces more eggs or, you know, that type of, that type of data and, and not so much necessarily, you know, to make a profit out of it, but just to know exactly yeah, what's yeah, going on with that. my collection. Yeah. But I'm not gonna do the poop thing. I I don't <laughs> care about that. Yeah. I didn't I didn't track feeding for a really long time. I Actually, only started back in January of this yeah. year of tracking feeding because I just know. You know, yeah, you just know. I you don't know. I don't you know. Track, well, cause I have a
0: feeding schedule. I just feed whenever I feel. Yeah, like I don't have eat. a
2: feeding schedule either. My males get fed once a month. Uh, if it's a carpet python, I have two males. They get fed once a month. Um, one of them's a fatty, so it might be even less than that. <laughs> I have corn snakes that get fed either every two weeks or I check their body condition and if they're getting kind of chunky, less than that, you know. <laughs> so it, it all it all depends on body, you know, composition and whatnot. But now now that I'm tracking it, it's kind of nice to see, okay, you did eat then, you, you eat when you shed and that kind of stuff and because I, I track when they're in shed. If they're if they're in shed during their feeding day, I'll track that. but otherwise I won't.
0: I think that, that covers our polls. We, we talked about pipping eggs and we talked about breeding, which kind of go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. And I think those are two things that I'm not going to say there's a right or wrong way for the answer at all on any of those, on those things. Cause obviously you don't breed and that's cool. And you have a collection. We breed and we have a collection. Neither one's wrong. Uh, people pip their eggs and all their eggs come up. They can have perfectly fine clutches and they are healthy. There are some that don't pip their eggs and all their snakes die. And I mean, it's, it's, It's a gamble either way. Mm -hmm. I I think we can all agree, keep your fucking fingers out of the eggs.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is one thing we can all agree on. I think
0: most of us, if you're taking your advice on how to handle your snakes purely from YouTube, stop. Go meet actual people who are actually doing this and talk to them, which you can do at a reptile show, which I say Mm -hmm. like every week, go to a reptile show. Talk to somebody. (laughs) So.
1: Now, get some help. (laughs)
0: So now I want to move into what has happened in the last week, and I I guess, I guess we'll do what what everybody else has done this week on their podcast. Well, it's going to start off a little a little sad, but then we'll pick up. But uh, I do want to talk about Forest Fanning, and if if people haven't heard by now, I I don't know how you haven't heard, but uh, Forest Fanning did pass away recently, unexpectedly, at least to most of us, unexpectedly. Um, and so I want to say I, I didn't personally know Forrest. First time I'd ever seen him in person was at Carpet Fest what, a month ago. I mean, I, I saw him at Carpet Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's one of those names in the hobby that you hear all the time, and none of it's ever negative. It's always what he's doing and pushing certain parts of the hobby forward. And so it really caught a lot of people off guard. So I was going to let April go ahead, and she she jotted down some notes for this, and so I was going to let her talk about it.
2: Yeah, um, so they have a GoFundMe to help pay for, uh, his funeral expenses and everything. He did leave behind a wife and a young son, so that will definitely help out them. Um, and it's really, you know, an iconic person in this hobby, in this industry that has just gone way too soon. Um, and I didn't know him personally, but I know a lot of people that did, um, and they're really hurting right now. So, you know, my heart's out to you guys and, uh, there's, I know there's nothing I can say to make it better, so I'm not even going to try. But um, at Tinley on March 14th, uh, the NARBC Tinley Park uh, show, they are doing a memorial for him, and it's going to be at 6 p.m., and that's the time of the auction. So if you're going to the auction, it'll be at that point. They're also doing um, a separate auction to raise money for him as well. So uh, if you are going, it'd be awesome to, to go there and really help a family out in need. Uh, during this time and also just come together with the reptile community. It's one thing that I, I really love about this community is that when something happens, something bad happens, uh, we really come together and yeah. support each other. And I think it's just absolutely amazing that this community does that and uh, something I'm really proud of, honestly. So, uh, you know, if, if you can go and support your friends support his family; that'll be, you know, really great.
0: Well, and to me, the worst part of all of this is not that we lost someone who breeds snakes or someone who deals with and I deal with crocodilians and all this. Yeah, that that's what he did. The worst part of it to me is that he had a one year old son, and as a, as a dad, that kills me. Uh, that I mean, that kid's gonna grow up, and, and there will be tons of people out there to be able to tell him stories about his dad, but it's not the same. And so that part, you know, I think 21 year old me would have been like, Oh man, it sucks. He won't be able to breathe this or breathe that. He won't be around 35 uh, year old me with a now nine year old daughter. thinks, Oh shit. I mean, that kid now grows up without a parent. And so that's, that's the hardest part for me with that whole thing.
2: Yeah. And, um, on YouTube today, Brian Cusco put out uh, part one of a three part tribute video. And it's honestly a beautiful video. Um, they Had a close, close relationship, and it really shows that. And I really believe that it embodies the essence of who Forrest was. Um, so if you want to check that out, that'd be really cool too. That's on Triple B TV channel,
1: that's on his uh, on his um, blog channel. That's on just Brian
2: Cusco. I thought it was on Triple B TV, like I doub- I thought I double checked it too. Um,
0: <laughs> so, I'm hold just, on, hold on, oh, yeah.
2: I could be wrong. I will
0: fact check this, maybe.
2: Because I thought it would be on his blog channel, so I went to that first, and then I couldn't find it.
0: On Triple B TV, let's see. Look at the videos. Yeah, no, it's not on there. Oh, my gosh. So she was wrong. Carly, oh, you were right. Gosh. That is on Brian Cusco's it's, it's on his, it's blog on channel.
1: But, like, uh, this is uh, obviously, like you said, something that no one expected. Um, and sometimes, like, people... I, I uh, deal with a lot of people having to say goodbye and I just sometimes I just like to think I, I, I'm not a religious person um I'm pretty far from it but and no one knows what happens when people have to go away but uh it's just a it's it was just a big blow uh, to the world and um I'm so sorry to everyone who loved him and but you know like you said April that's And you'll have to forgive me because uh, anyone who's my friend knows it it takes so little to get me emotional and crying. And then one of us, and not even just one of us, like a household name and hobby. The wonderful thing about this hobby is we're here for each other when there's a tragedy. But also we rejoice with each other when there's something to celebrate. And uh, this hobby is going to be here for Lars and Desiree and Stephen, we've, we've already shown that with what we're doing. Please, guys, go donate an item, um, anything to throw up in the auction just to help show support. Just like what he would do for one of us, because he would and he has. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we have things to celebrate. We have things to look forward to. Um, Stephen is just flourishing and growing and we'll celebrate his successes and Lars when he grows up. So yeah, I've, I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that.
0: All right. So though we can quit crying. Let's, let's find some, some happier stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just, just um, one last thing, like also just love each other. And I love you guys. I'm going to tell you that because you never know, you know, you just never know. You can cut that part out, buddy, but Okay, I love you okay.
0: too. All right, there's too much love going on, so let's talk about. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> so, let's shoot to uh to YouTube. I wanted the one video that I saw this week that I wanted to bring up was uh, snake discovery because I, I watch most of what Emily puts out, but she had the one that was professional thermostats, how they work, and which is best. And the reason I found that interesting is because. Uh, the last couple of years, I've upgraded my thermostats, and so it was interesting to see the comparisons. Um, I don't know what so, you. No,
2: which one did you pick?
0: Well, I <laughs> I, I use Herpstats. I love Herpstats. Um, I started using them, oh, I don't know, three or four years ago, and I've got Herpstat One, Herpstat Two. I've got. Herbstat 6, which I love because it runs a crap I ground. do, too. I think it's awesome. It is. It is a beast when it comes to running all my stuff. So, I love that. I'm, like, but,
2: getting giddy and excited about a freaking thermostat. I know. It's, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> well, what's funny, though, is for, I mean, over a decade, I used those $30, like, cheap little dials. Yes. Thermostats yes. That, I did, like, too. Everybody's like, it'll burn your house down.
1: I don't know. I probably
0: ran... 15 of those things at one point.
1: Didn't have that oh many. my
0: god. Oh yeah. I mean I had because I, I had them on every heat source. Um, and one thing that kills okay. So one thing I hate about some of those, there's there's two types of C. There's the ones that have the one plug for a, a heating element. And then every now and then you'll find the ones that have like two plugs or three plugs for a heating element. And here's the problem, they still only have one probe. So you're sticking that one probe on one oh, heat no. source. It's only monitoring that one heat source, and you're hoping that the other ones that are plugged in will all run to the same levels at the same time. And, and it just doesn't. So, for everyone out there, if you're new to, to thermostats, one plug per probe. That says, that's it. That's, that's And I know some people out there going to go, Well, I do it, and it's fine. That,
2: that's cool. Whatever. I'm that person that's right. going to be like, Well, I do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, just, I, I, just I remember- always worry. Just remember one PPP, one plug one
2: per probe. <laughs> one PPP? <plug. laughs> pee- I don't know. I've, I've
0: watched some movies where it was like two plugs per hole. Oh, my gosh. That, that was a different kind of PP.
2: Oh, my goodness. How many PPs? It
0: was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was two PPs.
1: I know. I know. April, this is.
2: Uh, okay, so I have <laughs> baby anyway. racks, and I have six of them. And they're all, they're all, like, separate, but I put them together as, like, one unit. They're the exact same thing, have the exact same flex swat. Now, I do understand that they are going to run a little bit different and yeah. vary. Um, and I know that, and I take that into consideration, but they still are all plugged into the one probe and working off the same thing.
0: See, and my problem with some of what I have is, like, I'll have Sambos in a rack, and then I'll have corn snakes in a rack. And they can't be in the same rack because my sand boas I'm running like 90, 95 degrees. And my corn snakes would be miserable, kept at yeah. 90 degrees all the time.
2: All like, my animals are, are I, I mentioned before that I'm a lazy keeper and that all of my animals, their hot spot is 86 degrees. <laughs> all of them. So there is, there's no, if an animal does not fit into that, they will not be in my reptile room. So there's that. <laughs>
1: Well, just out of curiosity, what, uh, what animals have you wanted that you've had to exclude from your collection because you were just like knobby? <laughs> no. Nah. Uh,
2: I'm, I would have to think on that. Mm-hmm. No, that's all right. Um, cause there has been some, but I just, I can't think of it right now. <laughs> so what, th-
0: oh. what thermostats are you using Carly?
2: Um, her stats. I, I, I fucked up a lot
1: when I first started. Um, excuse me. I feel I like I don't ever ever.
2: believe that though.
1: I I feel, like,
0: I feel like your your version of fucking up when you first started is nowhere near my version. Exactly. Of
1: up. Dude. Yeah. Dude,
0: I It's y'all. How, wait, 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 here, here. How many um, how many snakes I, have you killed?
1: I I've lost one.
0: Only one? How did it die? I don't want
1: to
2: talk about it. <laughs> did you burn it because you didn't use did, the right did you us, Did
0: dad. you put it on I a hot, drive?
2: Did
0: you like, put it on a, on a heat rock.
2: Yeah, do you have it on a heat, heat rock. rock.
0: Do you have it on a heat rock with a uh, no. screen lid, no, 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 and green grass no. and the, like the plastic no, grass. It, <laughs> it
1: was it was it was one of those things where um I assisted it for as long as its little body could take it, and then it just one day it just uh I just found it, you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: that's it, okay. So you didn't kill uh, a snake. You, you didn't it kill sucks. a snake. Losing. You had a snake die. You didn't kill a snake. So you have not fucked up the way I have fucked I up. It. I I killed an entire litter of rainbow boas. Did Aww. you fry them, buddy? I went in to do water changes. I removed all the water dishes. Mm-hmm. I got sidetracked and left the room.
2: <gasps> oh, no. And
0: then came back the next day, and they all dehydrated and died. Oh, they just, no.
1: like, jerky boas?
0: They weren't jerky yet, but they died. I mean, baby rainbow boas are super, super Ooh. sensitive to uh, humidity. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, jerky <laughs> that, that That really turned about for a while. I mean, I didn't get rid of the animals because of it, but uh, I, I, mean, I hated myself for a long time for that one. Um, Can I
1: do... I just want to say though that that'd be like the prettiest jerky that you'd ever see. It'd be like iridescent and like it'd, uh, it'd be the beautiful. Fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? I know. What the- <laughs> Jesus <And> Christ! <laughs> You're just like I buried my soul over here. You're just like mm,
2: give me some of that
1: jerky. Okay.
0: But still, your fucking up is not the same as everybody
2: else. My worst thing that I did. I um, put a corn snake through the washing cycle. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah, because I didn't have an appropriate rack, and it got out. And normally, when a snake gets out, I know it's going to show up. Well, it did, but it showed up when yeah. I took my load of laundry out of the washer what, into the dryer. Was it
0: squeaky clean?
2: Yes. I'm, oh, a, no. I'm
0: assuming it was not alive.
2: No. <laughs> I called Terrell crying play. my eyes out. I was so but, upset. like... Over like a normal corn
0: oh. snake, dude. so like so so Carly what, Carly, what we're saying is shut the fuck up. You're okay. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> but like that's you know it's so cool that you guys aren't. I mean, it's still embarrassing to admit oh, your mistake. Yeah, but.
2: that is really embarrassing. I mean, I haven't
0: watched the snake, but I did dehydrate a whole litter. So
2: <laughs> I didn't know it was there. At least you knew they were there oh, and I you know, walked I away. Mean, <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait,
0: is this a competition for who's the worst? <laughs>
2: fuck y'all. <laughs> So, oh, that's, oh! This is not a laughing matter. We are serious. We, we, we take the ser- lives of yeah. our animals. Yeah, we all not sit
0: here talking serious. about how pretty snake jerky is.
2: Uh, what? How did we? We were talking about thermostats I- and <laughs> oh, frying animals in the So,
0: y- so you use herb stats on? You have what four snakes right now? Oh, oh, yeah,
2: no, you have,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have four snakes right now, right?
2: Yes, I have.
1: Yep, I have um, two <laughs> Herp herb stat twos, and okay. I need to get another one because my black milk says don't make up whatever any anyway, week you now um yeah i have herb sets love them uh,
0: so watching emily's she did the herb set and then she did the vivarium, vivarium and then she did the one that freedom breeder just came out with
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and i've seen the freedom reader I've, I've only seen a couple times it shows because it's relatively new uh i've seen the vivarium one and there's people out there that like them uh i don't know i think it's like coke versus pepsi uh whichever one you started with is probably the one you like. I, I like the the, the stats, But watching Emily's video, go watch it. There were definitely some positives to the Herbstat over the Vivarium, just uh, in quality. But both were, like I said, for for over a decade, I was using those cheap $30 ones that everybody tells you not to use that has a little dial. I, I will say, uh, for anybody that's not used to that whole process, don't ever buy a rheostat and think that it's going to do the same thing a, Herbst- uh, a thermostat will do. Because a rheostat only kind of adjust the amount of power going to the heat source but it doesn't account for uh electrical surges you would get in a normal house and so you'll Mm -hmm. get these spikes and these lows um it's it's fine for like a short period like oh i need to be able to control this or it works for like lights if you're trying to control the amount of power going to a light if you want to dim it down or turn but for as far as like a heat pad i i would definitely use a thermostat
2: And that's something, too, if you are just starting out in the hobby and you go to Petco or you go to PetSmart, that's what they're going to take you to because that's probably kind of all they know. And they are trying to push their products and stuff. Um, I still have some, but I don't use them, but they're just like I have them. Well, what kills me
0: is that so PetSmart and Petco don't carry any thermostats in the store at all.
2: That are useful.
0: At all. None. All they carry are rheostats. Every one I've ever been to. And I've worked for I worked for PetSmart at one point. But on their website, you can find the cheap, like, $24, $30 uh, round top uh, thermostats that everybody starts with, but yet they don't carry it in the store. And I'm assuming some marketing guy somewhere said, well, the rheostat does the same thing and it's cheaper. We can sell more of them. Uh, It's very important when getting a reptile, the setup is always going to be the expensive part. And I always try to tell folks when they ask how to set something up, you know, a thermostat go- is not going to be super cheap. They're just not for a good one. I mean, I, I own several herb stats. My six, I think, costs like 460 yeah, uh, bucks or something yep. like that. But it runs six different things. It runs six different heat sources all at the same time within like a couple of tenths of a degree. It's got alarms to tell me when it goes off, if it's too hot, too cold. Mm-hmm. And I heard they're working on making uh, it like Wi-Fi uh, capable which would be awesome. they mentioned that in the video uh, that they're working on making it Wi-Fi capable, which it would be really cool if it allows me to like shut off my thermostat from two States away. Like if I get an alert that my thermostat is malfunctioning and it's high, if I can adjust it or turn it off from my phone from two States away, I think that is awesome. I do the, the freedom breeder thermostat was like a second, was about in second place for them. They did like that one. So,
2: so I will say there's some things that she didn't talk about Um, the customer service for Vivarium is amazing. They are really great. Um, I don't prefer them because like she also said in the video, it's hard to get clear instructions on how to set it up, how to put together that kind of a thing. But I did have an issue with mine and I found the email for them. I emailed them, um, and they got right back to me, helped me through it and it's working fine. Now everything's good. Um, so the customer service is great for them. I don't have any experience with the Freedom Breeder customer service on that, so I can't speak for that. But Herbstat 2 um, is very good with customer service. All of their reps that sell them are really great about it. Uh, if you have any issue, even if it's past the warranty, they're still going to help you out about it. now. Don't quote me on that because I don't want you to go to them and then not work out that way. But, um, I have heard of people having experience where they go and it's past the warranty and they still are helped out, um. So customer service, I think, is honestly a really big part of that review too, or should have been. Um, and the customer service is excellent. I use HerpStats, and I love my HerpStat Six. I know she mentioned why would you need six probes, but my lights are hooked up to that. Um, I have a, a bearded dragon setup hooked to it. I have a carpet do you, python. Do you have
0: any of them hooked up to like a hydrometer?
2: that i don't
0: because they will they they because they can they can they can, yeah. run, they can run on a hydrometer and control humidity
2: yeah what i like most about it um which the humidity thing is awesome too there's actually a lot of different things i like about it um, i like that you can do a night cycle i drop my temperatures down a couple degrees just because i can <laughs> because yeah. it allows me to so i do they have it where you can ramp up for the sun yeah um, you can do that with your lights and ramp up so that's really cool if you want to kind of oh, yeah, it, that. it has
0: like a, a, a like a lag thing uh-huh. a, well, yeah well like a sunrise so you don't get, and you, can pick- you don't blind them with light all of a sudden you yeah. can bring it up slowly
1: mm-hmm. and you can choose like how fast or how slow you want it to ramp up the, just the, the customization that it allows you is just it's like oh shit i can do this well why the fuck not yeah well
0: and the thing is it makes keeping so much easier because that's one more thing you can take off of your plate you don't have to go oh i gotta turn my lights off before i go to bed or, turn them <laughs> do you all
2: remember on. those days you <laughs> had to turn all your lights on yeah i just didn't, turn oh. light- I just didn't have lights <laughs> Sometimes
0: it was it's, dark. It's just, just lived in the dark for a long time.
1: <laughs> Guys, it's an eclipse. Okay, just <laughs> yeah. like, like just fucking deal. Mom's hungover. Know. It's just we're we're doing this today. Okay.
0: Oh man. Yeah, I I don't have my lights hooked up to it just because I've got so many heat things hooked up to them. But I have my lights on just like the simple like timers. So you can. I have on, my
2: lights hooked up to it. You can walk in my room it. and you
0: can hear tick 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 as the timer spins all day long. But. uh <laughs> I do I would like at some point to hook up lights to one I think that'd be cool
2: I mean and the only reason I did is because I happen to have an extra probe spot so I was like oh, I'll, I'll yeah. hook my lights up to it so I have that well, and some of those I think
0: some there are probably some animals that really do benefit from a true like light cycle uh, that whole the way it's far more natural um, and and for those people that have, are setting up a supernatural uh, like vivarium, or we talked about all the bioactive stuff so one more thing you could add to it that's very natural: bringing the lights up the way it would in nature, instead of that blinding bright light all of a sudden on an animal who was probably asleep.
2: <laughs> and, and also for breeding cycles too. Um, in winter time, the uh, the less sunlight actually can be a, a sign or a trigger for them. Um, to go into breeding. Sorry, my brain is like shutting off. But, <laughs> but yeah, so if you, if you mimic the uh, natural light cycle, then that could possibly help your, your breeding efforts as well. Um, and I also like that the Herbstot has the dimming uh, instead of the pulse or the on-off. Yes. I yes. like that they have the dimming. That's actually um, the main reason oh, why I'd pick that one. So,
0: so if you don't know the difference, um, so the cheaper like $30 ones that I was referring to earlier that you see a lot of places, that is an on-off thermostat. It, it reaches a certain degree, it shuts off, drops about four degrees, and then it clicks on again, and it does that all day long, and and that's fine. That works just fine. It I wouldn't you know it would work for a light bulb, because turning a light bulb on and off all day long, one will drive your animal crazy, and two it'll burn a light bulb up pretty quick.
1: But the on-off it's like a rave in the enclosure, yeah, just like, <laughs>
0: yeah, just gets you some some music in the background, some glow sticks would <laughs> be put some
2: glow sticks in there. But, just make sure if you have epilepsy, you
0: don't go in there. <laughs> so, on-off is fine. And the uh, the set <laughs> has on-off. But the uh, set <laughs> also has the pulse, which it, it sends pulses of energy to keep you kind of at that level. But then the dimming, which I think is awesome, is the one that keeps it, like, it adjusts the amount of electricity being sent to the heat source to keep you within just a couple tenths of a degree. And... That's one thing I love is like being able to know that like if I set it at 88, it's not going to be 86. It's going to be 88.2 or 87.9. It's basically going to be 88 all the time.
2: And and, I mean, realistically, if the temperature drops down two degrees and then it kicks on and goes up yeah, it doesn't it's up. really not that big of a deal I honestly I'm such a geek I like going in there and seeing what percentage my boobs yeah, are at same <laughs> dude same I don't Damn. know why it's so satisfying I mean it's not like I have like a favorite number so, I want it to be so do, you, do
0: either one of y'all have the red ones
2: I do, but because I'm so OCD, all the rest of mine are blue, and so I'm no. probably going to replace yeah, it or sell all, it. all of mine are blue. <laughs> I couldn't do red.
0: I've seen the red, and I'm like, no, I can't do that.
2: It's cool, but it only goes up to two, and so... Yeah, they do make a four. Yeah, so if they made more, I would totally do that. That's awesome, yeah. but... The red line ones look fucking slick, and I feel like they'd look cool. Um, they look cool at night. So, they're, yeah. they, look, they
0: look fucking slick, and they look cool, but you don't own one, do you?
2: No, because, dude... I'll trade you. Trade you blue for red.
1: (laughs) I want... (laughs) Hell no. Um, I just... I don't know. I have, like, a color scheme in my head. Like, the blue ones would look really nice with all white enclosures. And then the the red line would look cool with, like, all black enclosures. But, yeah. Like, I want to... um, Maybe possibly... Because I do want to expand my collection at some point. Larger than four or five. um, Not for a long time. But... um, You you don't want to go ahead and just
0: get, like, 20 right now?
1: I would shit bricks if someone just like showed up on my doorstep and they were just like, hey, I know you like snakes, so I have like 20 little snakelets that I just so like- <laughs> So Carly,
0: there's a package coming to your house tomorrow.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: just good, <kidding.
1: laughs> just good. Like, I don't know what to do on all these Um, Yeah, you're going to have to forgive me too because like after I just expended that um, much emotion, like I have a splitting headache and I'm just like what, what year is it? Um, <laughs> so, usually after I have a good cry, I need to like just sit and just like stare at the ceiling for a couple hours. <laughs> I
0: feel like you just sit and stare at the ceiling for a couple hours on a normal day. <laughs> I don't feel like a good cry is necessary for that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, a good cry is just part of my normal day too. Let's be honest, James. You knew you know. That is true. You know how much I cry. I cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. just,
0: just stay stay hydrated.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I gotta pee so much because I'm a fucking hydro homie because I'm always crying. <laughs> what the fuck's a hydro homie. It's hilarious. It's, whatever that's it is, thing. me bitch, I'm a hydro homie because I'm always crying. <laughs>
0: fucking hydro. Okay, all so right. moving on from anyways, that video again was on state discovery. Is go watch it. It's got some good information about all three thermostats. Honestly, all three will work. Um, all of it comes to preference, but there are some. Benefits of certain ones over the others. I honestly think the Herpstat comes with the most benefits. Uh, so if you can afford it, and I, it's really not that the price point on all of them is fairly close, and you can sometimes find used Herpstats for pretty cheap. I bought a used Herpstat uh, one for like fifty bucks.
2: Honestly, though, if you're gonna sell one, keep it at a higher price because they're good and they're gonna last. Oh, I'm yeah. just giving you a tip there.
0: <laughs> or, or, or don't sell it. Put it in the closet at some point you're gonna need a thermostat. That
2: is what I am doing. That is where my red one is right now. <laughs> one day I'm gonna need it. I know I am. Mm-hmm. As
1: reliable as they are, it's it's still like I have my hook sets, but I still have those cheap shitty oh, I have ones. A ch- I have my cheap ones.
0: I have a whole tub in my closet full of just heating shit, old heat tape that I don't use anymore. Oh, uh, I finally
2: got rid of that.
0: I, I just I never know what I, I can't get rid of. Like. Supply stuff. I got I rid of heat my, pads too. I finally got
2: rid of
0: those. I think I still have a few heat pads.
2: But I do have on? one of those dial. What is it? The the R one. Uh. The, the reptile, dial one. Yeah. At, at, from yeah, yeah. I do have one of those still. Why have? I have. A,
0: I think two or three of those. I don't use them, and they've usually they've been given to me when someone else gave me an animal, and I keep them for when I do like uh my local reptile group. Every now and then we'll do a a meeting about heating. And I'll bring all the different options. I have a heat rock. I don't. I do not use a heat rock. I need you to understand that. I do not have it plugged in.
2: You don't want to get all this heat. It is, email. It is sitting in a tub in a
0: closet. And it only comes out when I go. People do not buy one of these. Uh, but I have that. I've got several different types of thermostats that either work or I've blown. I have blown a thermostat. Um, what's the one on Amazon? What right?
1: haven't you blown? Jump James, something? Honestly.
0: Jump start.
2: <laughs> Carly. Oh. No, Carly.
0: Not everybody lives like you. All right, here we go. Yeah,
2: it's jump start, jump start. right? The jump
0: start. I, did, I bought a jump start one. Uh our friend gave it to me.
2: I heard that
1: was pretty didn't Jordan are... say they were pretty no, good. No, they're good.
0: They're good for if you use them correctly. I used it incorrectly. Okay. I my Portis Barn uses a oil filled heater that does like uh was it nine hundred and then like eighteen hundred watts, like you can change the wattage. Um, I believe it was seventeen hundred watts, whatever it is. It's a lot of watts, and it is way more than the jump start can handle. And I blew the fuse in the jump start.
2: That is one thing I want to point out with the Herpstat six. You have six different plugs, but make sure you are aware of what the capacity is for the Herpstat six. I want to say it's like eighteen hundred or something. I mean,
0: it's, it's a shit ton if it's you're using hot, if yeah. you're just using heat pads. Yes, if you're using the oil filled heater don't
2: or even if you're using like light bulbs and stuff with yes, the different wattage, like you the 100 wanna, watt
0: light bulbs or
2: and then furthermore with that you want to make sure that all your outlets that you're plugged into you're not going to overload the fuse yeah. of your house
0: try not to plug like four thermostats into one strip into one plug in the wall if you have multiple plugs in your room try and space them out because you're going to overload your breakers
2: Yeah, we don't want you to start a fire in your house and lose all your animals, lose your house, you know, that kind of thing. We don't want that.
0: Yes. (laughs) Mostly, I don't want the animals to die. I don't know you personally
1: out there. I don't care about you. You I don't know you like that. I mean,
0: you you could be a bad person. I don't know. Just make sure the animals are safe.
1: (laughs) They didn't ask to be here, okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, moving on to the next video I saw. No,
1: but be safe, y'all.
0: Be safe, y'all. So, uh, animals at home which does the podcast, but then he also puts out videos uh, of the podcast. He did one. He like
2: groups it by subject matter, too, right? That's kind of what I got yeah. from this. That's cool. I like that.
0: It says, is your reptile obese?
2: Probably.
0: And, <laughs> if it's in <laughs> captivity and you baby talk it at all, it is obese. Oh, my
2: gosh. Even if
1: you don't baby talk no, it. I'm guaranteeing. I'm, it I'm, might guarantee, still. I'm it guarantee, might still be bad.
0: I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> If you go like this to your snake, it's oh obese. Oh, my God. It's obese. Like I can promise you. But I, one reason I, I wanted to point this out was because I knew April was going to be here, and she does own Big Fat Slugs.
2: I do. When they are fully stretched out, walking around. Walking, walking around. Whatever. Around, yeah. Guys, my if, things are so if, special. If, they if walk. you have
0: thought about <laughs> buying a blood python, you want to know who to get it from. <laughs> April is I your mean, first <laughs> her snakes walk. They fucking walk.
2: I do Millions of years of
0: evolution have happened in her snake room, and they now have legs. You can get a walking blood python.
2: Hell yeah, you'll pay for it too. No,
0: I'm just. Kidding. So back, back to your fat slugs.
2: They, okay, so they really do look like your, slugs. Your blood. When they're crawling.
0: They're, they're slugs without the slime.
1: Making my way
2: downtown. I have walking like <laughs> instead of videos, I should just take a video of it, but I think I have some somewhere posted. <laughs> But I've taken pictures of it, and they legitimately look like stretch-out slugs. But, you they know. Don't, they
0: don't move in a serpentine motion. They move in that like, weird, like, like four. They move forward. Yeah, straight. like
2: straight. And, and sometimes they move backwards. I was, when I first got them, I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Well,
0: because they, they don't move in the serpentine motion that people mm-hmm. think of snakes. And they don't move, like, anacondas, which will pull their body forward, anchor point, and then pull their body forward. Right. They, can, they can move straight.
2: Yeah, they move straight and use, like, all of their scoots in a straight It's movement. like
0: what Gaboon, if you've watched a Gaboon viper move, they do the same thing. I mean, a Gaboon is, shape.
2: like, yeah, like a venomous
0: yeah, it's the venomous blood Yeah, blood basically, basically.
2: It's the venomous blood,
0: blood python. So he said they were venomous blood pythons. They are. <laughs> like, oh gosh.
1: They're just a spicy blood slug. That's what
0: they <laughs> are. The old spicy blood slug. Oh my goodness. Oh, working that pole with the old spicy blood slug. <laughs>
2: But, but in in the blood community in the short tail community, um, it gets talked about a lot. If you're in the blood python group, a lot of people, especially that are newer to the species, are instead of really asking is my blood too fat, they always ask is my blood too skinny.
0: Yeah, never. It's never too skinny. Uh,
2: yeah, unless you didn't feed it. Unless it you didn't is. feed it
0: for like three months. I mean, or I mean, if you're or if you're feeding an adult, just like an adult mouse, then
2: yeah, that's probably a that's problem. probably not enough. But um, if you so I'm. You, don't, you can't see me, so I'm not going to do it. But you know the shape of a Hershey's kiss?
0: Yes. Yep.
2: That's too skinny if your blood looks like that. Okay. So it, their spines stick out a lot more than most snakes, so they're not, like, circular and oval. They have that kind of point to them. So that would be, like, the top of the Hershey.
0: Gotcha. But if you're... But if, if you, it sucks in. But if it
2: sucks in, like, that's too much. And then if you can't really see the spine, then it's too fat.
0: So you don't want round... Yeah. Which is what everybody seems to aim for with all snakes.
2: Because I also think that blood python should be six feet long and 35 pounds.
0: Well, yeah. I, I breed my females
2: time. at 13 pounds.
0: I, I saw one at a zoo one time. They're all like that. All of them. Sure. Same thing happens with boas. Boas are another <laughs> oh. one. Uh, I'll have to post my picture. My uh, I made a, a little... Cause I, I, I make memes. I made a meme for fat snakes for several different species. You don't
1: make memes. I don't make memes. You don't
0: know nothing about memes. But dude. I made oh, what? Sorry. Go ahead and interrupt me. It's cool. I I I'm
2: s-
1: I'm so fucking sorry. Go. Go go go.
0: No, 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 no. We've already stopped.
2: You're gonna lose no. your train of thought. No. My, my, my
0: train hit its brakes. It did not go off the rail. It's sitting there. It's waiting. I'm,
2: I'm so
0: sorry. Two <laughs> uh, uh, two, motherfucker. Let's go.
1: Um.
2: All I literally was gonna say was, I think I know the meme you're talking
0: about. Oh my right. gosh, Carly. <laughs> nice, Carly! All right, I'm starting my train back up, and I'm gonna run Carly's ass over. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: All right, so I've got a meme. I've got one. I got one for Sambo's and one for Red Tails, but one for Red Tails. So I always tell people when they try to figure out what shape their Red Tail boa should be, picture a loaf of bread, like a normal like white white bread where it's flat on the sides, round on the top. That's what you want for a boa. You want if your boa is round all the way around that's fat and people out there and they mentioned it in the in the video on animals uh, at home but a lot of times that's the only interaction we get with our animals is feeding them for snakes specifically i mean there's fat lizards out there don't get me wrong but i'm focusing kind of on snakes uh feeding them is one of the only times we get so we're like oh once a week i'm gonna get to feed it and and it's gonna be fun um and don't get me wrong you should enjoy feeding your animals uh, but at the same time, you've got to keep the animal's health in the, in the forefront with everything. So, one problem with fat snakes is that it shortens their lifespan. Just like fat humans, um, it shortens their lifespan. There's a lot of fat that gets in there, and it starts to surround those organs, and it really crushes a lot of that, and it's not good. So, like I said, with boas, you want those flat sides. You don't want them sticking out and pudgy. Um, and so, I've got one that kind of – it compares – uh, a, a loaf of white bread. It compares a big, fat, like oversized loaf of bread, and then it compares like flat bread. Flat bread would be too skinny. That's too skinny. If your if your if your boa is flat on top, that's a problem. And then I've got one from uh, for samboas. boas because samboas boas are a little treat. I always tell people that they're 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 fat worms, and they are to a certain point. Like you don't want it to be super skinny as an adult, but you also don't want to look in there and go. Holy shit! The snake has rolls. Like it should not have indentions because it's so fat. And I've seen pictures of with fat snakes that have like uh, fat deposits. You can see them. They can get really nasty. Some of them get really lumpy. But uh, a lot of snakes out there are just too—they're too fat. They just are. I mean, especially berms are another one that, that gets really fat.
2: Um, and I'm gonna add with berms and retics. So I have a. She's probably. Uh, maybe like 11 feet she's four years old I think at this point I have only fed her rats and she is grown just fine she's a huge normal size berm and I've just been feeding her rats and I only feed her every two to three weeks maybe yeah you know and she's doing just fine with that and and then in this video they talked about in the wild when you see these animals that they look skinny and they look sickly. Because we're so used to them always looking fat, you know, but that's, they're healthy. And I
0: think there's, there's gotta be an in between, you know, uh, and I mentioned this in the, in the video, when you find them in the wild, that is the wild shape and that's how they survive. And it's fine for our animals in captivity to not be that skinny. I get that. That's fine. But also at the same time, the body's not made to, to carry around so much weight. I mean, you see a lot of big fat retakes on YouTube. Yes. It's just, again, you don't have to feed your animal every Thursday or every Saturday at eight o'clock. And it has to be this, like, you can space it out. where well, my, my adult boas, my females get fed like once a month and my male gets fed a month and a half. I he mean, gets fed a decent meal. I did have one female at one point that was eating like two pound rabbits. She was like eight foot long, but she would get a two pound rabbit like once every month and a half. Uh, she wasn't getting a two pound rabbit every week. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there's 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 a lot of snakes you don't tend to see out as fat. Like you don't tend to see a lot of fat corn snakes. I'm not saying they don't exist. I've seen them.
2: Terrell's first snake was a fat corn snake. And because I kept all the corn snakes, he's like, here, you can keep this one too. It took me two years to get that thing to a normal size.
0: I, uh, I've got a buddy who has taken in two berms. Uh, from the same people, one's a male. So it's a male berm. The first time I saw it, he didn't tell me what sex it was. He, he opens the cage and it's all of 18 foot long. And I think he weighed a hundred, I don't want to lie, but like close to 150 pounds. Jesus. Um, and I was like, man, that's a huge female. He goes, yeah, it's a male. Like, that's a really fucking huge male. And, uh, and so that thing went on a diet for months. He didn't feed that thing. I mean, he fed it like, you know, a large rat here or there to keep food in them, but he didn't really feed feed it for months. And I think it dropped like fifty or sixty pounds. And now it looks the way it should. But then he just got the female from the same people, and that female's I don't know. She's probably the same length and weighs somewhere around. I want to say it's like just under two. I mean, she's massive. I mean, that's crazy. You you can tell if that's like especially when you see that body is so round and then all of a sudden you get to the tail and it just stops. Like it (laughs) shortens real quick at the
1: tail. It's like fat, fat, fat. Whoops, kitty. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The only time your snake should look like that is it's about to shit or it's about to have babies. If it looks like that on a regular basis, that's a fat snake. It should be a taper to most tails on snakes. So I, I bring that up just because I see fat snakes all the time. And then I guess here's, here's what I want to say when you're on Facebook and someone posts their fat snake, Do not start yelling at them for their fat snake. Just either, A, ignore it and move on. It's not your snake. B, you could privately message that person and and try and help them out. Or C, say something fairly nice in the comment section without yelling at them. And if they take it, if they get offended by it, you don't have to come back with name calling. But that happens all the time. I see it all the time on Facebook.
2: Have you heard of the uh, sandwich technique? Which is what Where you, oh yeah. yeah you give a compliment and then criticism and oh, yeah, then yeah, compliment. Yeah. people take to that a little bit better yeah. but private message is the way to go private, i think private. if you're going to do something like that
0: i think a lot of times we're trying to help somebody on facebook private messages i i get that people are like well there's other people out there that need to see it as well and that's true but maybe private message talk to them and then ask hey is it cool on your on your post if i comment this uh Now, granted, everything I just said requires you to be an adult. So, for a lot of you, even at adult age, that's going to be very hard. I get that. Uh, But grow the fuck up.
2: And a great great intro for a conversation like that is, your snake is so beautiful.
0: And fat. Wait, no, that's not adult too. Nope.
2: Your snake is so beautiful. But I noticed it might be a little bit on the bigger side.
0: I noticed it has more chins than a Chinese phone book.
2: Don't
1: do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've asked someone in person who, who showed me a picture of their snake because, you know, we got to talking about reptiles and it's so rare for me to meet anyone who likes them and was it just tolerates like them. Fat? <laughs> yeah. So I showed him a picture oh, no. of one of mine and I was like, oh, you know, I, it's, a, it's great to ask, um, you know, like say it's really pretty. And then how old is it? I just feel like that also kind of softens like man you know for that age if it is you know like it, i don't know just just being cordial will get you so much farther if you care about so the true end, yeah yeah
0: yeah no, no one's ever i'm telling you, i said it before no one's ever won a facebook fight ever ever so they don't don't go into any of those conversations looking for a fight and you know, a lot of people do so
2: and, and anyway. a lot of times people really are just trying to do the best that they know and maybe they just don't know yet well, well,
0: and they mentioned in the video, and I've heard it many times, a lot of times people feed their snakes because they love their snakes. I mean, look at dogs and cats. There's so many really fat dogs and cats, and no one fed that dog going, I fucking hate this dog. You eat more food. No one's ever done that. It's purely, "Oh, uh, he looks hungry, and he wants more food, and he looks hungry. And people all the time, it kills you when they look at their snakes and go, it looks so bored. Compared to what?
1: What, what does it has, entertainment like, look like? <laughs> like?
0: It doesn't show emotion, or like, it, it's moving around, it's hungry like, so that's the rule. Whenever you move, you're hungry. No wonder we're fat. Well, I'm fat. I mean, but I move less because I'm fat. So technically <laughs> I should eat less. So.
2: Okay. Fat. Anyway. All right, then.
0: Carly doesn't know anything about being fat because she wears her crop tops all the time. She can't be fat or else she would have just puds sticking on her crop top. Are you wearing a crop Wait. top right now?
1: Actually, I am. <laughs> and usually it's. Usually I don't at this hour of, of the night, but um, James, I feel like you, I don't know. We're at that point in our friendship where you'd be like real, real, be like Carly. Um, it's getting a little inappropriate. Like, <laughs> Carly, I, I would have done
0: it the first day I met you. Don't worry. that's It's, it's not a matter of our friendship <laughs> now. I, yeah. I have no problem telling people the truth.
1: Just be like Carly, I know crop tops are your favorite thing, but should we take a step back realistically? like? but i try, I try
0: carly keep it. there was a reason that, that 3x had all that fabric on it originally <laughs> I, try, I try to keep it
1: toy i try to keep it toy but um, anyway
0: all right so moving away from do you have anything for youtube
1: um i did not nope i
0: didn't oh there goes old carly not preparing for a podcast <laughs> oh
1: my god so, so yo, yo. The,
0: the next one was kind of a shared thing between you and I, it, and it was the video that floated around Facebook all week. That I I, I would have to. It's funny, I'd see it up on Facebook, and it wasn't always a reptile group. Sometimes it was just someone I randomly know posting the video. And if you haven't seen it, you obviously don't have Facebook. It's I the,
1: haven't seen it. I refuse. I you cannot make me watch it. I no, it's, it's not no, gross.
0: No, we're. I think we're talking about two different ones.
2: I think we are too.
0: I'm talking. Oh, wait. Yeah, there we go. Carly's back on. See, this what okay. happens when people oh, don't prepare. Don't See, when people don't prepare for podcasts. So anyways. Are we
2: talking
1: about the beach towel? Yes. yes. Or, uh, well, dude, you wanted to talk about that. I'm, to,
0: I'm still going to talk about that one, too. But let's go back to the Please, beach towel first. No. So the beach towel. So if you haven't seen the video of the carpet python in Australia having a beach towel removed from its body, uh, I don't I don't know how you haven't seen it. Seriously, it's been on people. Everyone have has reposted that. But basically what it was, it was a I think I saw it was a jungle carpet python is what I was told. I
2: thought it was coastal. But it looked
0: it like a coastal. Know. But it, but then you always hear, like, over there jungles and coastals look almost the same.
1: It because was said the, it they don't was have jungle.
0: black and yellow jungles over there.
1: It sure. was said jungle, I believe. But it, it had the like, I saw it and I thought coastal too. But
0: But that's, that's because there's always that, that, that debate that they're the same thing and then people get upset. And again, that the black Different. and yellow, black and yellow jungles that we have over here are not what
1: jungles look like in the wild.
2: Black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yellow, yellow. Okay, let's give, but are you talking about the the animals to the max podcast? Did you did you listen to it?
0: I did listen to it, but I'll let you talk about. It. I did listen to it, but that was the one you suggested I listen to.
1: This has to it, do with the towel. It does. Oh, okay. Yeah, goes, uh, I know we jump I,
0: all around. I um
1: yeah if. I don't know. I like, I I mentioned before, I really like listening to other podcasts um, different than just mainly the herpetological ones that we listen, then we listen to. Um, There's a lot of zoological podcasts out there that are really, really interesting. And um, I learn a lot, but one of them that I like to listen to is animals to the max with Corbin Maxey. Um, And he just put out a short little podcast. uh, I guess people were emailing him like, Hey, could you talk about this and share your thoughts? Um, the animal did make a full recovery. Uh, <laughs> I thought that thing was fucking dead. Like I was just like, I, I thought I was like, I don't think that snake made it out of that. Um, cause you know, anesthesia is, is.
0: Well, it's, it's dangerous on reptiles. So it is. It's dangerous.
1: Yeah. But, um, I guess the animal made a full recovery. Well, um, it's
0: been a full recovery and ate. It's eaten since. Yeah.
1: Started. That's good. We still don't know how it got a hold of that beach towel. It, it wasn't in the enclosure. So they say, so they say, you know, but, yeah, um, they, they
0: say it was roaming, I say it was roaming the house, which, uh, <sighs> I, I've never let a snake roam my house. I, I see on Facebook a lot, people letting certain reptiles roam their house. And, uh, all I've got to say is, ew, it's gross. Especially when I see a tortoise group. There's a right I'll see a people with tortoise groups letting a tortoise roam their house. I've seen my tortoises shit. <laughs> I'm gonna keep their asses outside. <laughs> Especially if you've ever seen a tortoise really go to the bathroom and pee. There's a right way rates. and a
1: wrong way to I mean, you do you, whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, there's with that. there's there's a right way and a wrong way to let your animal like quote unquote free roam your house. Like I I let uh I don't know. I let my corn steak explore he goes up and down from the cat tower like all day or er, not all day but if i would let him he'd go up and down that thing because he loves to Kay. um climb let's let's let's, let's preface um, so, yeah, that Yeah, the animal didn't die it's uh
0: let's preface that with he goes up uh, and down your cat tower without yeah. the cat present
1: oh god no yes no spock is in the hole, <laughs> in
2: the that, hole. that
1: sounds. Weird. He's in the
2: yeah. yeah so what perplexes me about that whole video is i've seen where when a snake is eating that they catch part of uh, a paper towel. I had one of my snakes catch part of a paper towel, and if I didn't take it, you know, rip it off, and it only eat a little bit of it, yeah. it would have, you know, eaten that whole thing. Well, that happens. I've seen where people put like puppy pee pads, and that's their their substrate, which I don't agree with because you can they can eat them, you know, because. They go and get a rat, and they wrap it, and happens to well, wrap... Or they get a the tooth p-
0: stuck in that pee pad, and it's out of their mouth, and they swallow it. Yeah,
2: and, and I mean, they're just eating, and there's still something there, so they're just con- going to continue to go. But when they pulled that towel out, I didn't see any, like, partially digested rodent or anything.
0: No, it was, they said it was rolled up.
2: It's so weird. Like, uh,
0: the podcast she's referring to said the towel was actually rolled up.
2: That is, It's just so weird to me. I don't um, understand the I circumstances. Mean, I, I,
0: I would imagine... Here's the only way I can think... Logically, is one they I guess, un, it's not really logical, but they let the snake roam the house unsupervised. Or it got out, one of the two. And then that's how either a cat had laid on it, or a dog, some sort of small furry animal. And so the town now smells like a small furry animal. And then he swallows it because carpet pythons will eat anything. But I have seen where people have thrown, like, a, a mouse into a tub that has paper towel and they come back to a snake in an empty tub.
2: Yeah.
1: Because
0: it will eat, it will swallow the whole paper towel the mouse and everything. Yeah. So you've got to be very careful. You know, everybody always freaks out about oh, I don't keep my snake on aspen because I'm afraid to swallow aspen chips. Or I don't keep them on cocoa bedding or sand because they'll swallow sand or cocoa bedding. But very few people think about the fact that they'll also swallow paper towels or puppy pee pads eat. or anything else. So it's, it's a matter of just, you've got to watch your snake. I mean, you've also got to imagine in the wild there are a handful of Let's say less intelligent snakes that have swallowed their food and other stuff and died. That's how nature works. That is how your snake room will work if you do not watch your snake and see what it's eating.
2: We buffer stupid a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question: Do you guys think if a snake, uh, a snake, what's a snake? Strikes.
0: We just Do lost all of our listeners in Australia.
1: Out of defense. <laughs> fuck, dude, fuck. Did we have any?
0: We did. We, we've had listeners in Australia, um, New Zealand, uh, the UK, Sweden, uh, Brazil, a couple other countries, I think.
1: Cool, cool. Um, if a snake struck defensively and it's uh, one of its teeth caught on a puppy pad or... Uh, a paper towel, do you think it would just start to eat it or do you think it would spit it back
0: out? It would usually try and shake its head to get rid of it because there's a difference when they're striking out a defense. Most of them aren't thinking to eat. Uh, it's not, they're not striking out of I smell food. So their first thought isn't to eat it. Their first thought is striking and trying to get away. And so they kind of freak out. I'm not saying it won't happen, that it wouldn't swallow one. Cause I mean, shit happens. But usually in my experience, when a snake strikes out of defense, it's purely out of defense, and the idea of eating is not there. I mean, you'll see a lot of snakes when you're trying to tease feed like babies, and you do it by pissing them off. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just pissed off, and eating is not going to happen at that time. They're 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 just thinking how can I
2: get away from this? Yeah, I try that with my bloods a lot. It doesn't work. And then I've been on the receiving end of uh, food bites and just defensive well, it's bites. Different. It's very different because a food bite they bite they latch on real hard and then they start wrapping you. But if it's defensive, even if they latch on, they undo themselves very quickly. Well,
0: like I've had uh it's weird. I've had snakes like uh Sanbo that I put males and females together. I had one, I put them together and I slid the t- the tub closed and all of a sudden I heard thrashing. And I opened it up and here's the female wrapped around the male holding huh. on to them. And I had, I wasn't feeding anybody, no one had been fed. Um it just she freaked out and for some reason I guess she thought there was food for something, but it, it was definitely a food bite and not a defensive bite. It was not a to bite and then pull back. Because most snakes, on a defensive bite, it's bite and pull back, yeah. not bite and hang on. Because bite and hang on doesn't do you any good if you're trying to not get killed.
1: Gotcha. You, get, uh, you guys have so much experience, and I just... I'm so thankful that you guys even want to talk to me.
2: Yeah, we have experience getting bit, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a great experience of
0: my female almost <laughs> eating my male when I wanted them to have sex.
2: Right? Yeah, and yeah, I've had really. that happen with Sambo. Is actually also where I had a male and female in, and she did the same thing. I was like, oh shit, trying yeah, you to you get them up. Grabbing, yeah. Like it's,
0: it, but you, like at that point, you start grabbing. You don't even think about, oh man, they could bite me in a second when they let go. I'm just like, you yeah, you don't, don't care go.
2: even if it happens. You're like, whatever.
0: So. Anyways, Oof. so that, that video made its rounds, and I and I definitely want to bring it up. But now I'm going to bring up the one that...
1: No. I,
0: I am, Carly. I'm not going to... So, I'm not going to share the one I'm about to talk about. I'm not going to share it on our Facebook page, because I fucking hate this story.
2: Oh, my God. But... Oh, I so, was like, what are we talking
1: oh, no. about?
0: So, this story has been around for over a decade, for sure. I mean, I've heard it for over a decade, uh, probably since Facebook started. But the story goes, and... I'm sure all of you have heard it, and it's making its rounds again now with a a fun little animated video. Uh, A woman goes to her vet. Why are you
1: making me relive this?
0: (laughs) A woman goes to her vet with her snake because her snake won't eat. And she's concerned. And the vet begins to ask her uh, if she lets the snake sleep with her. And she does, which right there is, that's also the the first sign of, yes, bullshit. Uh, And she says she does. And then he asks, uh, basically, does the snake lay next to you? And it does. It stretches itself out next to her. And he tells her, oh, what he's doing is he's not eating. And he's laying next to you and stretching out, measuring you to make sure he can eat you. He's planning on eating you. And that's the story. And then at the end of it, it's like the moral of the story is uh, never trust. It's something about trusting certain people. The
1: moral of the story is those people are fucking dumb cunts and don't know anything. I need to shut the fuck up before I come to their house. And-
2: so how many times... Has the story started where you're, I've been in person face to oh, face with someone, right? And they're like, did you know that my cousin's sister had a snake and it came up to her when she was sleeping and it was sizing her up to I'm like, oh yeah, your, your cousin's sister. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> I've, I've heard, I've heard that. Um, And then also I get the story referenced to me as, as someone, and, mo- and most of you out there, if you own snakes, you get the same things over and over again. You either get the time. I killed a snake which is never a story any snake owner wants. That would basically be like going up to a parent and going, oh, you have kids? So this was time I was in my yard. A kid walked through my yard, and I shot it. It's the same basic principle. No one ever wants to hear the story of when you killed something that the, the other person loved. And so I get that. And then this story. This story always comes up about the snake measuring up the woman wanting to eat her. And there's so many things wrong with that story. And my problem is it got shared in pretty much every reptile group. And then it obviously got shared by non reptile people because they believe all that stuff. And some people go, Well, the story's not so important, so such so, so important as much as the moral at the end of it. Fuck your moral at the end of it. If you want a story with a moral Like
1: demonizing yeah, snakes, like t-
0: tell an actual fuck story.
1: You. Yeah.
0: So
2: And then let's think about this logically, okay? You're a snake in the wild. Do you have time to measure? To to measure up your food, you do not. That food is going to take off uh, all the time, all you the time. In a while, to. they, they crawl up next
0: myself. to. That's well. That's why uh, blood pythons don't do a serpentine movement when they move. They move in a straight line. They're actually because just, they
2: have time. To they're time actually you. just
0: a yardstick. <laughs> they're they're a big measuring stick.
2: Yeah, that's so and true. They that just must crawl be straight it. up
0: next <laughs> to the food. They tell the food, "Hey, chill for a second. They eyeball it and go, "I can eat this." And then they. And eat you it. know,
1: after you, I know that because
0: that. my cousin's sister told me
1: after you use that logic on someone just feel like this is not how animals hunted and then you drop like it, it you didn't grow up with <laughs> fuck i'm fucking it up it, then you drop like you didn't grow up watching steve or run in at shows and they just get so insulted like they just like they um
0: they don't they don't get insulted if they were stupid <laughs> enough to believe that story they're not smart enough to get, get, gather anything you tell them that story is so ridiculous and again people please quit sharing it we get it okay look and it's usually like someone who just joined a Facebook group with snakes, and they found you this one. They found this one thing about snakes, and now they gotta post it so they can be like, "Hey guys, I know snakes. Listen to me, P- please don't ever post that again. That story needs to die. Many, many deaths, and never come back." I'm even. With that said, we'll see you in about six months.
1: God, and like I didn't even want to talk about it because I was like, "We," but you know, I. I get it. We need to have discussions and conversations. I just I'm just like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing it.
0: No, I, hear it. I, I hate it's this. Well, and the worst
1: part the worst part now,
0: like sometimes you just get like a picture of a snake and that story typed up. This one has a whole little cartoon. Someone took the time yeah, to animate a, a fucking cartoon <laughs> of a snake sizing this woman up in the bed. Like first off, don't sleep with your snakes. That's 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 weird. That's that was the first thing Step where I'm like, one. <laughs> don't don't sleep with your snakes. Uh second, it, I mean, I, I need people to understand, snakes don't eat people. They don't. Now, I'm not saying snakes can't kill people. That's definitely happened. But we have shoulder blades, and it kind of makes it hard for snakes to swallow us. Most of those pictures you see on the internet where someone was swallowed by a snake, it's a living person who cut open a big snake, crawled inside of it, and then they snapped a picture.
1: Okay, yeah, and I... <laughs> Like I really do like Corinne's um podcast, but he mentioned that, you know, very rarely, very, very rarely, on very few occasions, they can eat. And it's like, why would you even mention that? Why I'm not why saying why would that, you even I'm not
0: saying that a small, itty bitty person couldn't be eaten by a very large snake.
1: Yeah, but, but your average
0: it, size human's not getting eaten by a snake.
1: And it's so incredibly minusculely rare. Oh, yeah. Like, just don't bring it. Why are you bringing it up? It's just, I just, I don't know. Anyway, um, dude, we gotta. I'm so fucking tired, and I got a bad headache. Can we do, let's can do,
0: we do. it. Let's go with your animal fact of the week.
1: Oh my god, this it's a narwhal. It's narwhals. 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 <laughs> Wait, narwhal so narwhals. Are
0: you talking about the fat unicorns of the sea?
1: Yes. Yes, they're so awesome. Um as I was as I was explaining to you guys earlier, I allow myself to write one page of notes, but I, I could have wrote six pages about this animal because I had so many questions like okay, I'm just gonna start. One uh narwhals are one of two living species of whale in the family of monodontidae. Um can you guys guess what the other whale is?
2: Hold what on, hold
0: one on. Tooth. It's one tooth, so hold on. There's narwhals. What else one tooth? I don't I
2: don't know a whale that I'm not also very good at whales. <laughs> I, I, well, see, are you know, his problems.
0: I feel like I am, but all of a sudden I don't feel like I am.
1: Well, it's the.
0: It, is it. does? It's it, like it, oh, hold hair. on. Does the other one have, like, obviously only have one tooth? Nope. No. Okay. Have any. Well, is the other one an actual whale? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's not an orca because those aren't whales. So what is it? I don't know. Beluga. Oh, that does make sense. I
1: know, I know. What, Like. Once you hear the beluga, you're just like, oh, fuck, I knew that. Yep, that's what I said in (laughs) my head. Big old fat (laughs) Casper (laughs) whales. (laughs) All right, so their tusk is a tooth, um, as you guys guys are so darn smart. You guys knew it was a tooth, um, that protrudes from their upper lip and can grow up to 10 feet. Usually, it's only the males that grow the tusk, but it is possible for females to grow one, too. Um, I think I had heard this fact before, but it's something that... I just, you know, when you think narwhal, you think that impressive uh, tooth coming out of their fucking face hole. Okay, it doesn't come out of their face hole. It comes out of their upper lip. But, um, Which is on their face. It's on their face. Um, so it's even rarer for narwhals to grow two tusks. Usually the primary tusk is the left tooth, and it will spiral to the left. Um, let's see, I have also their scientific name, Monodon Monodon. Mo- Monoceros.
0: Hey, we found your word. At least this one is hard to say. (laughs) This is this Um, is Carly's word of the episode that she can't pronounce.
1: Monodon monoceros. It uh, it doesn't equal. It means one tooth, one horn. Um. So, no one's it's no one that I know, and I don't think anyone alive. No, probably someone. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is narwhals can live. About 50 years in the wild, but do not do well in captivity. You will not see a narwhal in captivity. Um, efforts to capture and keep narwhals were made in the 60s and 70s, but they all declined and just squalored and perished. Horrible, terrible deaths because we don't know how to keep them. Um, our narwh- all narwhals have died in captivity. Um, okay, I did not know what narwhals ate. Like, everyone knows narwhals. When you hear narwhal, people are like, oh, yeah, I know that animal. But I didn't know what they fucking ate um uh narwhals eat squid halibut shrimp cod rockfish flounder and species of crab um narwhal tusks are this is really cool narwhal tusks are incredibly sensitive and up to 10 million nerve endings are in their toothy tusk 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 tooth. Um, the tusks are much but the old
0: softer. tusky tusk tooth tusk tooth,
1: toothy tooth. tusk toothy tusk tooth, tooth, tooth. look at my toothy tusk <laughs> the uh the tusks are much softer on the outside and then get more dense and more hard um on the inside <laughs> um and uh their tusks are flexible it can bend up to a foot in any direction um there's still debate on what the tusk is used for um whether so we're getting close to cracking the code from what from the articles and, and the the like uh, well, one i, I, not I thought even it was Uh,
0: i thought it was used to break the ice see
1: that's a theory um because
0: every picture i've ever seen is like of like a family of narwhals swimming down a small trench of broken ice
1: yes and and that could be one of its uses it could be the you know we're finding out now that it's probably a lot of things you know like that that thing is uh it's uh, it's got dexterity. Like it can be used for a lot of different things. Um, are we are
0: we still talking about the tusk? Oh
1: my god! I gosh. think so. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> it, it's hard and flexible.
1: I'm gonna and
0: go has dexterity purchase. and used for a I'm lot gonna... of things.
2: <laughs> anyway, we already uh,
0: worked the pole earlier, so. Dude,
2: could it be dude. used for like sound amplification as well, like the cassowary cask?
1: Yes, yes. Um. So let's see. what they are still debating. I might be smart after all. You're you, you, you than a fifth grader. You are fucking smart. Okay. So I was running out of room on my paper, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to hey, try to hey, this up." Hey, so. hey. Did
0: Did you flip it over? Because there's more room on the back yeah, of the paper.
1: I know, but I don't want to go too long because I know. I yeah. Anyway, so um, it. It has been captured on footage of some narwhals using the tusk to like stun their prey if they're able to, uh, like, you know, whack it, tap it. So, so they, um,
0: they they bitch slap fish with their teeth. Yeah, tooth.
1: but it's it's just it's it's a stun. It's not like you know they're completely like fucking that thing up. Um, so hunting or, uh, it's suspected that it can be used in detecting sound, temperature. It can be used to uh, gauge the salinity of the water. Um, mating rituals or breaking up ice um, and I also have written here too in the last like two inches I wrote really, really, really um, J- just, just two there's, inches? there's like so many other things that were yeah it, it, there's so many other things that, like the narwhal tusk is such an interesting animal adaptation and I maybe I'll just have to have another animal of the week next week and it's still guess what the narwhal but this time we're going more about its tusk <laughs> the
0: I so as a high school biology teacher, I honestly every year get asked if narwhals are real.
1: Are you fucking
0: kidding me? All the time. All the time. Are
1: you what is happening to our youth?
0: (laughs) I'm gonna say right now, it's not always kids. I've had adults ask me if narwhals are real.
1: Oh my
0: god. Um All because of that fucking song. What song? You never heard the narwhal song?
1: So. No. Well,
0: narwhal, yeah,
1: no. living in the ocean, causing a commotion oh, because they are so awesome.
0: She definitely listened to that during research.
1: Wow! Um, <laughs> wow!
0: You one hundred percent researched that song for I your research.
1: that Proud of you, went that, deep dude. No, I didn't. That song come out when like you were Charlie too? the buck Charlie the unicorn Charlie was like because <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember watching hey, that. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, and then watching, like,
0: uh, um... Are you old enough to remember e bombs World? Uh, no. Oh, damn. So, in college, uh, there used to be a website called e bombs World, and all that stuff was basically on there. You need to look up Trogdor the Burninator.
1: Jeez. I I will.
0: (laughs) I had a snake I named Trogdor. It's it's along the lines of just stupid-ass shit to watch with cartoons that go with it, but...
1: I'll, I will do just that. You know, that's my shit.
0: So, all right. So that was your animal fact. Did you not have a wild card?
1: No. So you and want, I do not have a keeper tip. I, I need to go to bed. So. so
0: you didn't want to talk about like uh snake farts?
1: <laughs> dude. Okay. I'm, I, dude, don't encourage him. I'm actually like for real, dude, like
2: this. Did you not I tell him the conversation I had with you? Yeah. What? I don't want to. Uh, can we just <laughs> I just want no, to go I'm defend. I'm I'm defending you. I know. I when know, I lived I in a studio, my snakes farted and I heard it.
0: Okay, so you're both weird. I'm not I saying know. they don't fart. No, that's here's the thing that was, the farting was not the thing I completely didn't believe.
2: Guys, like this joke is so I'm no, so it's
0: not. Fucking trust, me, trust me, trust me. I hear okay, from people okay, they enjoy okay. this joke.
1: Dude, it's not
0: funny. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're laughing pretty good over here.
1: You the problem have, was not the reality yeah, of a have snake have fart. The the,
0: the the problem was that she missed the snake fart. Like she, she yearns for her snake farts.
1: If if this is the way, like if literally every podcast is gonna end with like, oh, you don't want to talk about snake farts? I will like, I will just like, well, drop. Th- I will drop off the line. Look, again.
0: look, I'll just begin them with snake farts. I won't end it with snake farts.
1: I'm so tired of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so tired of this. I show. hate that you want to... Okay, so you have to I, time to I feel like it's time to retire have,
2: the snake fart joke. <laughs> I, I'm,
0: I, I didn't have keeper tips, but I did want... Can, can you stay awake for like 10 more minutes? You can do it. You're off tomorrow. You get to sleep in.
1: Dude, I have my nieces tomorrow. I'm taking care of three little girls under the age of four. I
0: give them cough medicine. They'll go to sleep. It'll be fine.
1: What the fuck is your keeper tip? So
0: it's, so it's not a true keeper tip, but because we are doing a reptile show this weekend... I just wanted to touch on some of the things that I feel people need to hear before going to maybe their first reptile show or even their 50th reptile show, just things that they need to, certain, certain ways you need to act at a reptile show. One, do not ask to hold somebody's animal unless you are actually planning on buying it. I know your thought is, well, but I want to see what it's like. I get that. And it's been talked about on other, on other podcasts, but. There's so many things that can go wrong there. The negatives far outweigh the positives. It's not a petting zoo. It's just not. As much as every person at a reptile show will talk to you about their animals for hours on end, we don't want everybody touching them. One, it stresses the animals out. Two, it's a great way to pass disease and viruses and all that stuff. And and three, you're just wasting people's time. I mean, okay. I'm telling you this now so you don't make that mistake and go to a reptile show and ask to hold everything. Don't do it. Because I know Carly probably did that before.
2: Uh, That's a yes. If she hasn't, I have, so it's all good.
1: (laughs) I did my my very first my very first reptile show. I did.
0: So learn learn from their mistakes. I didn't do it. Learn from their mistakes and don't do that. That was that was my first thing. Uh, second, take your time and look at everything you paid to get in there. Look at everything. It's fine if you want to rush through there the first time and see if they have what you're looking for. That's great. But then take your time. Walk through there. There's a lot of cool stuff at a reptile show that you may not think of unless you actually saw it. Those kind of my main ones. I, I I figured you probably you guys may have certain things that stick out of your mind that when you go to a reptile show that uh, faux pas that people may have. Or My big one was quit asking them to handle everything.
2: I think for me it's less a faux pas but more... Talk to different people, like different breeders that breed different things than maybe what you're interested in. Because for one, that's a great way to network because people love talking about their animals mm-hmm. and what they're working on. I always ask someone, like, what's your favorite thing on this table and why? Or what are you most excited about that you produced? And that's a really good icebreaker. Uh, and you can learn, you know, something new about a different species that maybe you didn't know before. So that's pretty cool.
0: Carla, I agree. Do, you yeah? have, do you have anything? Um... Since you still look at you, you, still look at reptile shows from a different side than I look at them. When I when I think reptile shows, I think uh, I look at vendor setups and how I can like set up or how I'm going to do my tables. But you're looking at purely at oh, look at all the pretty animals.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really <coughs> excuse me, um, man, nothing's coming to mind. You, you know uh, what?
0: Wear deodorant when you go to a reptile show.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, some people. are... Are a little smelly, and there's a lot of people in a reptile show, and the snakes are already pooping in there. We already have to smell that. But just, just, just a tip: put off the deodorant. Tip,
1: <laughs> just the tip, just, just the tip,
0: just the tip. No, that's a completely different conversation.
1: All right.
0: Okay, so I know that everyone's tired, and we've got to wake up who soon. So, because I, I need to get there and get set up in the morning. So. April, go ahead. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, bother you, maybe send you some Chloe pics.
2: Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, so you can either uh, friend me on Facebook, you can find me under April Justine. Uh, we have designerexotics.net, and you can find us on Instagram and YouTube and on Facebook under Designer Exotics. I do
0: want to say your YouTube, go check out her YouTube. There's a lot, there's actually a lot, yeah. a lot of YouTube videos on there, and they're worth a watch. You get to see a lot of her collections. She gives you a lot of tips and stuff. Go check her out on YouTube.
2: Thanks. I've been less consistent lately, and I'm sorry. But I'll be better. But it's so good, sh- but good it's shit.
0: Well, and it's free, so if anybody's complaining, shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, speaking of complaining, uh, if you listen to a podcast, go over and, and leave a review, like on Apple, leave a review, uh, good or bad. Someone left a uh, three-star review the other day, but they didn't leave a comment. And trust me, you're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> so tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. Shoot us an email if you want to. But,
1: uh. No, we are so down for criticism. Like, please, you know.
0: I mean, I I probably will laugh at it and go, yeah, whatever, and keep doing what I was doing. But, uh, It may be a good idea.
1: I want to grow, and. No, no, I get you. I get you. But, um.
0: I don't need to grow. I'm already the best person I can be.
2: I mean, you're (laughs) already super tall, so I don't think you need to grow anymore.
0: (laughs) So. All right. I got to end this so that carly can get some sleep no one listening this will be able to to come to the reptile show and see us because well we will already have had the reptile show but we are in new orleans this weekend for the Herbs reptile show uh if you need to if you want to get a hold of me you can find me at simply serpents on facebook or simply underscore serpents on instagram or you can uh find us on the podcast at the reptile gumbo podcast on Facebook, The Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, or The Reptile Gumbo Podcast at gmail.com, uh, shoot us an email. And again, Carly cannot get enough of these cloaca pics. I'm telling hey. you, April sent her a cloaca pic earlier, and that made Carly's night.
1: It was a meaty one. It was, uh, it was, it was,
0: it was very, it was a little dirty, it was a little dirty, <laughs> but it was- She
1: showed it all. It was
0: it was all there for the world oh. to see.
1: All right my turn um but first i just want to say like april thank you for um just thank you man you're so well spoken um i just i don't know i just i'm really excited for, april, uh, april
0: you know words and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> i don't know i just i really enjoy hearing you talk and i really enjoy learning from you um and uh, you know thank you for uh, coming on with me and James, um, it's it's awesome to be able to call you my friend and James. Oh, um, hey,
0: hey, hey. Um, she didn't say y'all were friends.
1: Well, see, that's the beauty about being acquainted with me is like
0: <laughs> everyone's your friend it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> you, you might be my friend. I don't. You get
0: a friend, and
1: you get a friend, <laughs> I, and dude, you get a friend. Dude, I don't have to be your friend. I like like James. You know, I I you know that one night I delved real deep whoa, with you whoa. guys, and I was just like, I love y'all. Um. I I don't know. I just have a lot of.
0: Was that the night that you told us about your tattoo idea,
1: dude? Like, I'm actually okay. You know what? (laughs) Good night. My name is Carly. I'm a big dumb bitch, and I'm really tired. (laughs) Calm
0: calm down. I will say if we uh if we can get like uh 500 listens to any of our episodes, I will tell everybody Carly's tattoo idea. She can't stop me. Guys. Are you going to tell them not to listen to our podcast? That's messed up, Carly. Oh, my
1: God. I'm going to bed right
0: now. All right. So we are gone. Thank you all for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.